Still hoping to one day get rich from our Beanie Baby collection. It's the I Can't Complain podcast. The grand scale things, I, I can't complain. 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 Who's gonna complain? Huh? Him? I'm gonna sit here and complain. Oh, she's Super Bowl bound. Taylor Swift is going to the Super Bowl. Welcome to the show. My name is John. I follow sports and I don't talk about sports here on the show, but this is Taylor Swift, guys. Of course, if you heard the show last week, you know the truth, but I'll repeat it for those that missed it. Taylor Swift... I'm pretty sure this is just a giant plan she's devised to infiltrate the Chiefs' locker room and source the playbook. This season, she slept with the star players, and next season, she'll be tossing touchdown passes. I'm telling you guys, she's scouting these teams. If you think she hasn't snuck into Andy Reid's office, the coach's office, late at night and stolen the playbook from the old walrus-looking motherfucker, you're sadly mistaken. Now, there were those people that didn't believe she was going to play in the NFL next season. And then I revealed last week here on the show an exclusive reveal that Taylor Swift has been dining out at New York City restaurants, bulking up, eating high caloric meals, and she's planning to strap on the pads next season and get down and dirty in the trenches. I've gotten down and dirty in the trenches a few times. Of course you have, Jessica, but this isn't about you. This is about Taylor Swift. The way I see this unfolding, there's about three different ways it could go. One, she plays and she gets a concussion. And by this time next year, she's on life support. She's in a hospital somewhere. She's lost use of all her extremities. Her vital signs are fading. And by this time next year, we could be having a national debate on whether we should pull the plug or not on Taylor Swift. I'm talking about Terry Schiavo 2.0 to where her family members are playing her own music to her and they're debating on whether her pinky finger moved a little bit when they played Shake It Off. The doctors are having to explain to her family that it's no longer a love story and that they need to just say yes so they can pull the plug. Oh, that sounds like a spinal fracture. It was a spinal fracture, Jessica. She dropped back for a pass, escaped the pressure, got tackled from behind, and lost all use of all of her limbs for the remainder of eternity. Jesus. Jesus is right, Jessica. If she's going to play quarterback, we've got to get her some protection. We must protect Taylor Swift at all costs. Or, if she's not going to play, and I'm open to this idea, maybe she's going to coach. Imagine Taylor Swift roaming the sidelines in a hoodie like Bill Belichick chewing players out when they fuck up. The players run off and she gets right up in their face, grabs their face mask, and says, you better fucking tighten this shit up. I'm in charge now. It's Taylor's world and we're just living in it. Exactly, Jessica. This is Taylor's world and we're just living in it. Or if she doesn't want to wear a hoodie like Bill Belichick, she could kick it really old school. Do a throwback to the old school coaches like Tom Landry. Oh, I see where this is going. You're talking about the trench coat. You're damn right I'm talking about the trench coat. Taylor Swift can wear a trench coat on the NFL sidelines and blow our minds. We couldn't handle it. I can't even handle thinking about it. She'll be rocking a trench coat like an old school coach or a school shooter in the 90s. Just hanging out on the sidelines looking like Carmen Sandiego. But I do respect it. I'd be lying to you guys if I told you I didn't respect it. This year she got the playbook. Next year she's going to be playing and or coaching. And that's why I appreciate this. This is a long con, and I love a good long con. This isn't some get-great-quick scheme that she's devised. Nope, she's putting in the work. The coaches in Kansas City, they get there at 7 a.m., and guess what they find? Taylor Swift has already been there for three hours, going through the playbook. Andy Reid comes in, and she stops him at the door, and she says, our cover two defense could use a little work. Let me give you some pointers. But really what surprised me the most about this whole Taylor Swift situation is people were rushing to her defense. People were saying Taylor Swift didn't do anything. 
Just let her date who she wants to date. Everybody wants to defend Taylor Swift now. Where were you before? Where were you when the Red Album released in 2012 and she needed your support? You were nowhere to be found. So I'm sorry, but you're a little late to the party to defend her because I'm the original Swifty. I've been defending this broad for decades. I've had this broad in my stable since 2010. And you might say, John, why are you thinking about Taylor Swift so much? Don't you have anything better to do? No, I don't. But the real reason I was thinking about Taylor Swift so much, I was laid up, guys. Last week after I finished the show, I got sick. My body temperature got as low as 95.7. My body decided it was going to shut down. Resistance was futile. They just said, fuck it, we're going to let this virus run its course whether it kills them or not. All my antibodies took a personal day, and they said, fuck you, we'll be back if your ass survives. Good luck. I have a few receipts here for some airfare. Evidently, a few of your antibodies decided to go to Cancun for the week. Don't be ridiculous, Jessica. My antibodies, I was saying that figuratively. They didn't literally go on vacation. Oh, I've got some receipts here. Looks like they were having some drinks poolside. Let me see those. Holy shit, my antibodies ran up a $600 bill at a resort? Fuck me. Looks like they also had a few massages and some hot wax treatments. Holy shit, how many times have I told my antibodies if they're gonna go on vacation, don't rack up a bill like this. It wasn't pleasant though. I was cold and I was clammy. My body was shutting down. I probably resembled someone that had overdosed. I was cold to the touch. It looked like I needed to be injected with drugs just to keep me alive. But nope, I just laid in my bed for an entire week, basically, in complete darkness. I would roll over in my phone, guys. I let my phone have access to all my information because I just figure that my phone's smarter than I am. A smartphone is smarter than I am. I'm not going to debate that. So sometimes when I wake up, my phone will want me to confirm that I've actually been sleeping. And while I was sick this week, I couldn't get any good solid sleep. So I would wake up every three hours and my phone kept asking me if I've been asleep. I'm like, I don't know. I'm sick as shit. This is your job. You can tell me if I'm sleeping or not because I don't know. And my phone, it's made by Google and I think they want me to exercise. I think they want me to be physically active. So after I was bedridden for three days, my Google phone just gave up on me. One day I woke up and it just said, why don't you tell us when you're going to move again? Because we can no longer calculate when you're sleeping and when you're not sleeping because you're completely bedridden. I will say, unlike my antibodies, my Google Pixel didn't completely give up on me, though. They started to show me ads for chocolate a lot. I think it thought that we probably had a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory situation going on, where I was grandpa, and I was voluntarily bedridden, and the only reason I was getting up was for a chocolate bar. I also was fed several news stories for people that are building underground bunkers. I think that my phone thought that I was possibly going to move underground and live like a mole. One of the news stories that fed me when I was at my sickest point was bunkers aren't just for billionaires inside underground spaces for average Americans. And my first reaction was, bitch, I ain't average. How do you know I'm not a billionaire? And then I remember my phone has access to all my financial information. My smartphone's smarter than I am. And I had to concede. I had to say, well, you know what I need. I'm going to start building a bunker. I'm going to live underground like a mole, like an average American. I'll only come to the surface when the McRib reemerges at McDonald's. That's the only thing I'm coming up for. I was super sick reading the article, though, and it turns out that evidently I'm not average because a quote from the article says an average cost for a bunker is anywhere from $90,000 to $120,000. I was like, I don't have that. If the average American is packing $120,000 in disposable income to build a bunker, then this nation's really not as bad off as I thought it was. 
Maybe there's some sort of trade-in program where you can exchange food stamps for a bunker. I don't know. I don't know how people are affording this shit. So I already wasn't feeling well, and then I read this article, and I got depressed because I can't even afford a bunker. And then I rolled over to go to sleep, and it made me realize... I don't know how many of my friends actually have bunkers, but I've never been invited to one. People are very selfish with their bunkers. It used to be 50 years ago, if there was a threat of nuclear annihilation, if you learned that the Russians launched a rocket, the community, friends, family, loved ones, they all piled into the nuclear fallout shelters and they rode it out together like Americans. But now everybody wants to be selfish with their little homemade private bunkers. You see some of the rednecks building these bunkers and you're like, holy shit, your bunker is bigger than any house that I've ever lived in. Can I come and stay with you? And then they tell you, hey, my fat wife and my four fat kids all have to fit in here too. There's no room left. Just once I want to be invited to a bunker warming party. People have housewarming parties. Nobody ever opens their bunker up and says, come over, take a look. We just opened it. Dirt floors and all. It's beautiful. And you might say, John, I don't have any friends with bunkers. You don't now, but you will in the future because according to this article, building bunkers, it's about to go mainstream. A quote from the U.S. Bunker Company's founder, so obviously he's totally impartial. The direct quote is, I think that the U.S. is just way behind in the aspect and the reality of disasters happening. We put bunkers out west in fire areas that work as fire shelters. So people can run and go in there and ride out the storm if there's a fire going on. So if you take away the looming gloom of the crazy prepper that's associated with bunkers, I think that we can normalize it a lot better. That's what we'll be working on. Oh, that sounds great. That sounds fabulous. Let's normalize people running from a wildfire and jumping in a random bunker out in the middle of Arizona. Let's normalize surviving a wildfire trapped underground like a mole. Why not? How about we don't do anything about global warming, but instead, when the fires start to rage, we just go underground. Let's normalize that. Like you escape to the bunker and you just see your friend Bob there again. Like, Bob, this is the third time that we've been trapped in this bunker this week together. How do you like this? And Bob just goes, well, it's the new normal. This is the new normal. We build bunkers and we live like moles. In about 200 years, evolution will take its course and we'll no longer have eyeballs because we don't need them anymore. Because we're spending our entire life underground to avoid the wildfires. Somebody will give birth in the bunker and they'll be like, well, my baby doesn't have eyes anymore. Maybe it's because we've been inbreeding because we've been fucking our relatives in the bunker for years now. Or maybe it's because we haven't used our eyes in generations. Maybe that's why this baby doesn't have any eyeballs. I don't know, though. I don't plan to build a bunker. Some of you guys might build bunkers. And if you build bunkers... The only thing I suggest is make sure that you have good satellite reception so you could watch Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl next year. She'll be playing quarterback. We'll be right back. Friends, it's John here for pure Russian rainwater. Ah, yes, pure Russian rainwater. The dictator's choice since 1997. Mr. Rainwater understands that average Americans build bunkers. And that's why he's proud to introduce the new Pure Russian Rainwater I Live in a Bunker Like a Mole package. Now available for an exclusive limited time, each package includes four cases of Pure Russian Rainwater, a pair of sunglasses in case you have to go back to the surface because you won't be able to see shit because you've been underground for six months. And it also includes a lock so you can keep your friends, family, and loved ones out of your bunker and away from your shit. Pure Russian Rainwater. Just because you live like a mole doesn't mean you have to drink like one. 
You know, I've said this before, Jessica, and I go back and forth on whether this is the best show ever created or whether it's a complete waste of time that no one should ever listen to. Oh, it's definitely both. So I've been thinking about this all week and I don't usually get too political, but I just want to say this, guys. Don't take it the wrong way. But I just want my president to be able to beat me in a street fight. I need for the chance to exist that I disagree with the president's politics and I want the chance to exist that I'm in a dark alley late at night and the commander-in-chief catches me slipping and emerges from the shadows and I'm like, hey, what's up, Mr. Press? And he's like, oh, you didn't vote for me. And then he shanks me and runs off. Basically, what I'm saying is I want a president that can handle his own dirty work. I need a leader that's capable of ditching the bodyguards for a night out on the town. The type of president where you stop into the TGI Fridays on a Monday night at 7.30 and you catch the Prez 12 drinks deep trying to call an Uber home. But he's having trouble because he's got such a low rating on the Uber app that nobody will give him a ride. That's what I need. I need a naughty president. I really just need someone under the age of 80 years old and I need an extramarital affair to go down in the Oval Office again. There hasn't been a dick sucked in the Oval Office that the American public has been privy to the information that that has occurred in nearly 25 goddamn years. Monica Lewinsky's about to move into an assisted living facility, probably. I just assumed that some other woman would go in there and suck the president off, but it hasn't happened yet. How long do I have to wait for my president to get sucked off? How long do I have to wait? Hey, your cake's ready. What is this, Jessica? What Did you bake me a Valentine's Day cake? Yeah, I baked it for you on the burn barrel. No, you fucking idiot. I bought it at the store. Oh, it's lovely. Thank you, Jessica. What are you cooking on the burn barrel today? Burn barrel's down. I ran out of wood. It's February. Oh, no. Yeah, we got something else special for you, too. Jessica, no, I can't take this. I cannot take this. I'm not just saying this for comedic effect, so it's funnier when you dump the water. I can't handle this. Look out below. It's an avalanche! Oh shit, this isn't pure Russian rainwater. This is the Kremlin's Choice Barbecue Sauce. Guys, last week I introduced you to our newest sponsor, Hot Off the Grill in Time for Summer. It's the Kremlin's Choice Barbecue Sauce. And I'm proud to announce that the Kremlin's Choice has hit American shores. The only sauce that Vladimir Putin uses when he grills out meats. And remember, if it's worthy of a slather, it's important to go gather Kremlin's Choice Barbecue Sauce. Uh-oh, this just in. We have breaking news. Jessica, play the breaking news alert. Breaking news alert. Breaking news. We enter our programming with breaking news. I have just received word that King Charles has been diagnosed with cancer. Well, I guess we can eliminate manual labor being a cause of cancer. Yeah, and being a decent person. If it's skin cancer, he probably would have been better off underground. He would have been better off underground, Jessica. If it's skin cancer, maybe King Charles would have benefited from living like a mole underground. God, I hope he lives another year. I hope he lives another year too, Jessica. You wouldn't want to miss Taylor Swift throwing touchdown passes in the Super Bowl. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Office Depot sent me an email this week telling me that I've earned rewards. I clicked on it and it says, congratulations, you earned zero dollars in rewards. What am I supposed to do with that? What am I supposed to buy with that? Office Depot is on drugs. Fuck you, Office Depot. I want to stock my bunker, but I'm not buying any shit from you. Zero dollars in rewards. What am I supposed to buy with zero dollars? Fuck The only thing you could buy with zero dollars is a share of Office Depot stock.
It's the only thing you can get for nothing. Be the next Tucker fucking Carlson or Rush Limbaugh, John. I think you could. The worst news story I saw this week, McDonald's says Middle East turmoil is hurting its business. Uh-oh. We got to send more troops back over. We got to support these McDonald's. I want 200,000 troops sent to Afghanistan tomorrow so that they can frequent these McDonald's and keep them in business. Like, maybe we ended these wars too soon. The locals won't eat this shit. We got to keep the troops over there so we can keep these drive through lines full. Make sure the lines are big enough for a Humvee to go through. Oh, yeah. Nope, 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 nope. Why am I asking these questions? You are no better. I've had it. Jason, you should be a man instead of a whiny little boy. Call me a whore. You call me a bitch. You sit on the damn chat line. You come into my bedroom when I'm asleep. Wake me up for a piece of ass. And as for Big Bird, you need to go back to Sesame Street, buddy. I can't complain. .com is the home of this program. We're found everywhere that you find podcasts, even some places where you can. Hey, I made us a reservation for Monday at TGI Fridays. Oh, that sounds good. Half-priced drinks, half-priced appetizers, and maybe we'll get to meet the president. He's been known to hang out there. See you guys next Tuesday. Do you love me? Do I love you? We just met a couple of minutes ago. For all I know, you might be a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I am a pot-smoking, jaded, wild-eyed, radical dropout. I love you.